0: day and welcome to the NCSA Mental Health Devotion. My name is Nandi Fleming and I'll be your host for today's worship. Before we start, let us just pray. Dear Heavenly Father, what a privilege it is, Lord, to wake up, to have breath in our lungs, to have you as our Lord, as our Savior, as our God, and with so many possibilities for life still laying ahead of us. And Lord, for many who are listening, Lord, the past does not look so bright. There are many things that have caused hurt and pain in their lives. And Lord, as we invite you into our hearts today, my prayer is that the, the view that we have will change and that as we look inwardly, that our outward look towards the world and the possibilities that we have with your grace and with your mercy and help will be a positive one. Lord that we will once again have the joy of life in our lives and that we will be able to once again jump with joy knowing that there are possibilities even in a world that is full of tragedy and full of pain. Bless us now as we open your word as always our request in Jesus name. Amen. I'd like to read for you this morning from the book of Matthew, chapter 11, verse 28. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. The title for my talk this morning is, how is it with your soul? If I asked you today, how is it with your soul? I'd like for you to think of the inside you your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, your hopes, your dreams, your aspirations, everything that goes on in the inside. Are you all dressed up on the outside maybe today, ready to face the day, but on the inside there's a dark cloud overshadowing you, perhaps one that no one knows about? I saw a Facebook meme the other day that said, I don't know why people are complaining about wearing masks to church because of COVID-19, because they've been wearing masks to church for years. And this really made me realize that we go through life inwardly feeling a dark cloud where our thoughts, feelings and emotions, our hopes and dreams and aspirations are shattered. Where we're not feeling good on the inside, but yet we're dressed up on the outside, putting on a mask, pretending to go through life as if everything is okay, as if everything is hunky-dory, but inside we are not okay. And this is really true because many of us pretend that we are fine. There's the saying that says that the world's greatest lie that is ever told is that I am well thank you I am fine and you know do you have someone to speak to? This is the other question that needs to be asked. You know, if you're not fine on the inside, who do you speak to when you're not fine on the inside? Where do you go to deal with this darkness, with this cloud that you are experiencing on the inside? You know, things that have happened, you know, maybe this dark cloud that you're experiencing is because of, you know, difficulties in your relationships or stress at work or your you've maybe had a health scare or perhaps you're struggling with a financial burden that's piling up or perhaps you have fears regarding the future or regarding academic challenges and physical well-being and when you go through these various things relationship stress work stress health scares financial burdens fears about the future and academic challenges who do you speak to you see the thing is is when we have outside burdens when our physical bodies are not doing well we go to the doctor but when inwardly we are facing trials and tribulations when we're not feeling so well where do we go to and for many of us the truth is is that you do not have anywhere that you do go. You don't necessarily have a confidant or somebody that you feel safe in speaking to about the inward struggles and trials and tribulations. And all of these difficulties that you feel inwardly end up piling up. And this often leads to various mental illnesses. And this silence, this silence that we experience about not speaking what's going on inwardly, it's really because of the stigma that we we, we are experiencing and facing. There's the stigma that exist where we don't deal with what we're facing in everyday life. The stuff that we go through. We carry it alone inwardly. And, and this becomes a tremendous inward burden that we carry alone. And sometimes this pressure becomes unbearable perhaps even unbearable to the point that you might find yourself um, booked into a psychiatric clinic or a hospital and then you feel very alone and isolated and maybe even weak and judged and guilty, asking yourself, how did I end up in a psychiatric hospital? A hospital for the crazy, for the mad, for those who are loony. And, And you see, this is really part of the problem. The way that we speak about these psychiatric hospitals, the stigma that is surrounding mental health, it's not a loony it's not a crazy house or a madhouse. It's a mental hospital, a hospital for those who are struggling with mental illnesses, a hospital that are struggling for those who are struggling with the inward burdens of life as opposed to those who are struggling with the outward burdens of life. And then, of course, you know, for many, when they do end up in psychiatric hospitals, you know, or go for mental health um, help, whether they're seeing a psychologist or a psychiatrist, they don't tell anybody that they're going to see, you know, a mental health practitioner or that they're in a mental health hospital. And and because they don't want people to know that then they've been diagnosed with a mental illness and then they end up suffering alone. And I want to encourage you today not to suffer alone. Don't continue suffering alone. Don't continue wearing the mask of silence, suffering, because, you know, you've already have so many things that you're struggling with already to add this pressure of pressure of, of suffering alone. Now, mental health problems, especially in African countries, have been tremendously stigmatized um, because they are misunderstood. Um, And we hide them. A survey was done in Africa where they asked for the various reasons why people think that somebody can be diagnosed with mental illness. In other words, what causes mental illness? And the number one reason that people ranked on their questionnaire was that people struggle with mental illness due to drug abuse, due to drug use. And we know that this is not always true It could be one of the reasons, but many people who struggle with mental illness have never touched drugs. And then the second highest one was that people would say that mental illness was due to God's punishment on people's life, a kind of divine wrath, if you may. The third reason that they noted for mental illness was to say that the person would be demon-possessed or because of witchcraft that they were struggling with mental illness. And these three reasons are very often found to be lower on the rankings of why people struggle with mental illness. As a matter of fact, sometimes none of these reasons are the reason why people struggle with mental illness but because we are so uninformed because society is so uninformed unfortunately because we have these false beliefs surrounding mental illness that it's due to drug abuse or god's punishment on your life in other words you've sinned or done something wrong or you've been possessed by demons or you've been dabbling in witchcraft or something like that and that's why you've gone off your mind and you've lost your rocker and because of this people sit with a stigma and they suffer in silence they don't speak out when they They don't go to a mental health practitioner to help them. They don't book themselves into a psychiatric hospital. As a matter of fact, they don't even go for a mental health checkup. And the re- real, the, 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 the truth is, is that very of these things that have been cited, drug abuse, um, gods, wrath or demon possession, very few of these are actually the real causes. N- very few people actually cite the real causes or understand the real causes of mental illness. Mental illness are co- is caused by genetics, sometimes by underlying illness, by troubles in socioeconomic status, when you're struggling with overcoming the death of a loved one, unemployment, social conflict, all of these are actually what's responsible for mental illness and all of these contribute to hormonal changes within the brain that can eventually if it piles up, can lead to various types of mental illnesses and why are these things piling up? Because we don't feel safe speaking about them, because we wear that mask because we, we, we keep the pressures inside, you know, you sit and you, you've you got all of these various struggles which are real struggles, which are not struggles that should be looked down upon but that should be helped by people around us, by God, by yourself. But unfortunately, because we wear this mask, we're always just saying, I'm fine, I'm okay, I'm dealing with it. And we don't deal with it. You know, if we were to deal with it inwardly in our own kind of way and manner, then we would be fine. But for most people, when they say they're dealing with it, they're not really dealing with it. They're simply burying it. We simply bottle up all of these struggles that we're going through until eventually one day the bottle is full. Until your brain has taken so many hits that it can't handle anything. And that's when we crack. And that's when a person lands up, you know, eventually when you now have no other choice but to go to the mental health practitioner or to land up in the psychiatric hospital. And I believe that truly really what should happen is, is that a person should, when these little things start creeping up, then we should start addressing them already. And because of these various beliefs, you know, of the society that we live in, unfortunately, people don't seek help until it's almost too late. You know, we, we believe that it's because of weakness or drug addiction or or because the person is cursed or because they're being punished for sin. That's why they have mental illness. And many with mental illnesses end up suffering alone. And you might be one of them. Um, And as a result of all of this, as a result of the stigma and these false beliefs surrounding mental illness, many people end up feeling very guilty. They feel fearful. They feel anger. They feel isolated. They feel judged. And because of this, you even feel less inclined to share the troubles that you're going through. You feel less inclined inclined to seek out support groups and help to help you to deal with the inward struggles of life. And because of this lack of support and this lack of understanding and the guilt and the shame surrounding mental illness, sometimes this even leads to personal denial. What do I mean with this? Uh, I mean that sometimes if, you know, because of the outward stigma, we even refuse to admit that we're struggling with mental illness, refusing to admit your diagnosis, or even refusing to go for a mental health checkup. You know you're feeling something wrong inside, but you've never been for a checkup. You've never been to see if perhaps... The, the pressures of the inward life has become so much that you actually do have clinical mental illness. I mean, there's various types of clinical mental illnesses that exist. And then you don't even go for a physical checkup or a mental checkup like you do for a physical checkup. You see, the thing is, is that uh, and the stigma is really silly because if you think about your body, if you think about your life, as you get older, it is a truth that your body becomes weaker and more prone to illness and disease. So they tell us, doctors, doctors, Tell us, our work tells us, everybody tells us that we should go for regular physical checkups. And many people do. They schedule their checkups for every year, the older they get, and when they're a little bit younger, maybe every three years or every seven years, depending how old you are. But, you know, as we get older, we don't want to admit, we're in denial that our brains also become weaker and more prone to illness and disease, just like the other organs of your body do. And just like you go for a physical checkup for your physical health, I believe that it's important that you go for a mental checkup for your mental health um, and to go and speak to somebody and talk to them and we should do this not just when we are old and when we are already in a mess but we should do this when we're young when we start feeling the pressures of life surmounting to say you know what are the things because sometimes we don't even know what it is that could have been contributing to our mental illness or that could be leading towards mental illness because not all of us have been clinically diagnosed with mental illness and not all of us have already had so many hits on our mind that we do have mental illness but many of us are in danger of getting to that place because we don't go for those regular checkups. We don't get rid of those little things which build up and build up and build up. And it's so much better. Prevention is so much better than cure. Um, Don't wait until you are exhausted. Don't wait until you are so overburdened that you can't cope anymore. If you start feeling that the pressures of life inwardly are getting too much, seek out help. So my question to you today is this. So how is it with your soul today? What does your inside look like today? If you were to look into the soul mirror of life, what would you see on the inside? Would you see peace? passion, excitement for life and love? Would you uh, see all the beautiful hopes and dreams and contentment in your life? Or would you be seeing fear and pain and guilt and sorrow? Experiencing perhaps a dark cloud and rain in the inward as opposed to sunshine and joy? What are you looking at? What do you see in your soul mirror today? And let's be honest about it. If you look into your inner well-being, if you look at your brain's health and well-being, if you look into the and you were to look at the well-being of little Bob your brain today what would Bob look like is Bob perhaps broken is Bob perhaps today malnourished Toxified, dirty, tired, in desperately need of love and attention, or perhaps Bob is broken because he's been overfed, fed with the fat and the junk of this world, the toxic joys and pleasures of this world. Perhaps Bob looks a bit greasy and out of breath and in need of a break of all of this, you know, sort of false pleasure that we have been feeding Bob. Maybe Bob is in need of a purer, more balanced experience of life. Or perhaps, if you're looking inward, perhaps you do have a strong. Way well-nourished, healthy, and balanced, and rested, and refreshed, Bob. A a kind of soul experience that's a good one. But you see, for many of us, it's difficult to admit. When we look at our brains, when we look at our Bobs, it's difficult for us to admit that they look neglected, almost like a homeless child, or perhaps not so neglected, but spoiled, like an overweight, unhealthy child. And both of these are unhealthy. The poor, homeless little Bob, you know, that's malnourished, is not healthy and the spoiled overweight you know bob that has been fed the pleasures of this world is also not healthy and you know just like sometimes in the world we find that we tend to ignore the street children the homeless children or we ignore the health of the spoiled rich kid we tend to neglect our little bobs as well our little bobs in our mind when we look at it you know we tend to rather just turn the eye you know look look elsewhere we, we're we in denial we don't want to admit that our little bobs our little our little children, which is our brains that we should have been taken care of, that we haven 't been taken care of them, that we 've neglected them either through malnourish or through abuse. And, you know, this hurts. This hurts. It hurts to admit that our little bobs, our little children in our minds are not okay. Um, And they're not going to be okay. You know, simply ignoring them or looking the other way and hoping somehow that our brains are going to find their own health is not going to work. Our brains are like little children. They can't take care of themselves. We have to take care of them. We have to feed them and nourish them. You have to take care of your bob. And you know what? Sometimes bob is in ill health because of we didn't know. Because you didn't really know that you had a little child that you needed to take care of. You thought he could take care of himself. You thought your brain will take care of himself. But unfortunately our brains are organs in our bodies that we have to take care of. That we need to nourish and look after and make sure that the right things are going in and that the wrong things are kept out. And you know because of this hurt sometimes we look away. Sometimes we don't do the things that we need to do in order to help Bob. So how are we going to help Bob? There really are four steps that you can take. The first step is to go and look into your soul mirror today and to look and to see if Bob is okay and if Bob is not okay that you need to admit it that you need to admit it to yourself to say Bob is not okay and then to sit down and to analyze why is Bob not okay is Bob not okay because he's been neglected you know maybe he hasn't gotten all the things that he needs in order to be good Um, or maybe he's been spoiled with the pleasures of this world to the point that he's now nauseated and fat and, 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 and sort of like unhealthy because of all all of the things of this world that we have given bob we've sort of overfed him and the third step that you need to do is to be kind to yourself because you're probably going to end up feeling guilty when you realize that your bob is looking like a child that has either been underfed or overfed with the things of this world and we need to realize that we need to be kind to ourselves because for most of us we haven't realized that we need to treat our brains like a small child and that we had this little child that we had to take care of since birth you know little bob And maybe we've accidentally neglected them or spoiled them or ignored them. But now you know. Now you know that Bob is not okay. And you've admitted it to yourself. And now you've analyzed and said, Bob, have I neglected you or have I spoiled you? And the next step that you need to take after being kind to yourself is to then say, well, Bob is not okay. I've analyzed and I've realized I've either neglected him or I've spoiled him. I'm giving myself a break for the past because I didn't know that I had this little kid that I had to raise and take care of and keep certain things away from him and feed him other things. And then the fourth step is to just like you would go and seek out the help of a a, a medical doctor when you have physical ailments, to seek out the help of a mental health professional when you have mental ailments. You see, you're not a medical doctor and you don't know how to necessarily treat all the illness of your body. And in the same way you're not a mental health doctor and you don't always know how to treat all the illnesses of your mental body. Now there's various ways that we can go about this. You can go and read up about mental illness. You can listen to some talks on mental illness. You can go and see a mental health professional, get a life coach to help you with mental illness or do some self-study. But whatever it takes you need to learn and you need to educate yourself regarding how to take care of your mental health. How to put those things in which is good for your mental health as opposed to taking out the things which is not good for your mental health and you know what it's never too late god created our bodies and our minds in such a beautiful way that despite the neglect that despite the abuse that despite whatever it is that has caused you to come to this place where you are either in danger of having mental health issues or you already have them it's never too late because god created our bodies to 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 heal itself when we do that which is right for it when we put those things in place which is supposed to to be there for our physical as well as our mental health. Our bodies and our minds start healing us. And I believe that this is a blessing from God. And I believe that when we do what God expects us to do, that he also blesses us with added healing and strength to continue on this path of healing inwardly as well as outwardly. So if your soul, your inward person, your little Bob today is tired or dirty or hungry, maybe thirsty or toxic or diseased or feeling out of breath and hurt, worn out and feeling ready to collapse. My recommendation to you is to take some time to bandage his wounds, to address the pains and hurts of the past in the presence of God and also in the presence of others. And how do we do this? James 5 verse 16 says, confess your sins one to another and pray for one another so that you may find healing and we should stop living behind those masks of pretending that everything's okay, pretending before God and before others within our faith community that we're fine go and speak to people whom you trust and say to them you know what i'm struggling um, I don't want to say confess your sins, but speak to people because because it brings healing James 5 verse 16 says it's going to bring healing and the way that we bandage up our wounds is to to admit they are there and to start speaking about them and to start addressing them in a proactive kind of manner. If you're Bob, if you are feeling hungry inside, feed your soul. Feed your little Bob mentally with the word of God. Feed your Bob with physical good food and with good exercise and rest. James 6 verse 35 says, Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes unto me shall never hunger and whoever believes on me will never thirst. If your Bob is hungry. Feed him with the word of God. Feed him with those things that will give him strength and will give him give him what he needs to continue on this journey and this road of life. If your Bob has been toxified, then detox your soul. Fast from the man-made worldly kind of pleasures and learn to nourish your soul with the love and the pleasures of God. Colossians 3 verse 2 says, Set your mind on the things that are above and not on the things that are on earth. Detox your soul from the things of this earth and fill it with the things of God if Bob is perhaps the dirty little child that needs a cleanse that needs to be washed I believe that the way that we are washed in the inside is through repentance and through experiencing forgiveness sometimes forgiveness for forgiving ourselves for not knowing how to take care of our Bobs that we need to forgive ourselves and let go of that guilt 1 John 1 verse 9 says if we confess our sins now remember sins is not just always purposeful sins sometimes it's sins of ignorance sometimes we don't know what to do But when we confess those sins and we say to the Lord, Lord, help us, the Bible says he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I believe that this cleansing is not just a cleansing of our conscience and our guilt, but a physical cleansing where he helps to remove the dirt and the consequences and the diseases from our lives, which we have innocently gotten ourselves into sometimes. If you are feeling out of breath, if Bob needs the breath of life again, I believe that prayer is that breath of life. Breathe more deeply. Take time to put breath into Bob. And the way that we do this is through prayer. First Thessalonians 5 verse 17 says that we should pray without ceasing. Every day, wherever you go, have God on your mind. Speak to Him. Talk to Him about the ills, about that dark cloud that you feel on the inside so that Bob can be well. And learn to rest, Bob. Bob needs rest. And the Bible recommends that we rest not just from our physical um, work but from our emotional trials and tribulations as well Exodus 34 verse 21 says six days you shall labor but the seventh day you shall rest and this is important so take time to bandage up Bob's wounds take time to feed Bob take time to detox Bob to wash him clean from the dirt from what he's experienced Um, and when he's out of breath take time to pray and take time to give Bob that which he needs and you know Uh, slowly but surely as you implement these things Bob will heal Bob will become less tired and dirty and hungry and thirsty and Bob will become more satisfied and happy and wholesome and experience the true pleasures of what God has to offer him. So we need to really stop stigmatizing mental health we need to stop putting on that mask and refusing to talk about that which is is troubling us and we need to really learn that if we don't do this we are really further traumatizing those who are already afflicted and and we punish them into a place of silent suffering. And you know we need to realize that the, a person's brain is after all just an organ. Just like your heart, your liver, your lungs over time becomes weak and becomes susceptible to environmental damages and illnesses and diseases. So too can our brains become susceptible over time to environmental damages, diseases and illnesses. And we need to feed our bobs and grow our bobs and nourish our bobs and take care of them just as much we would do with our mental health. And I'd like to say to you that God's message to you today is this if your bob has been neglected if your soul is weary, if you've looked into the mirror of life and said I'm tired, I'm worn out, this is God's message to you today Matthew 11 verse 28 to 30 says, are you tired and worn out, burned out on religion, come to me, get away with me and I will recover your life I will show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch and learn how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or anything ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and to live lightly. May this be your experience in life going forward. The Pastoral Counseling Department of the NCSA invites you to join our daily mental health devotions. You can subscribe by WhatsApping the word YES to PLUS27836584296. Broadcasts will be sent out directly to your phone each morning at 8am. Topics are centered on biblical and psychological guidance to achieve good mental health and a balanced lifestyle despite the trials and crises of life. If you are interested in receiving these daily WhatsApp audio devotions straight to your phone, then WhatsApp the word YES to plus two seven eight three six five eight four two nine six. 2783-658-4296. And now, may your darkness turn to light as the Son of Righteousness rises with healing in His wings.